Welcome to the Love Lab Podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single, or couple, this is the show for you. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Celine Remy, and we are here to guide you to go from good to amazing in the bedroom and beyond. All right, welcome back to the Love Lab Podcast. This is episode 134, and it is titled, What is Slow Sex and Why Should You Have More of It? So, yeah, this is, I think this is going to be a fun episode. Slow sex, I think, is a bit misunderstood. So we're going to give people what, what the term is used, like how it's used maybe outside of, of uh, the way we would use it. And then we will tell you the way we use it and what we mean by slow sex. And I'm pretty sure that regardless of which definition you choose, you're going to want to have more slow sex. (laughs) (laughs) At least we hope we will inspire you. So don't you now, just because the title may not be like the sexiest thing ever, and you're like, how boring. This is never one of the myths that we are going to bust. But we're going to talk about what it is, why you should have it, the benefits, the myths. We're going to talk about our own experience with it. So many things. So stay tuned. Before we dive in, let's give a big shout out to our sponsors, Power and Mastery. If you want to join the secret club of men who are great in bed, then check out Power and Mastery at powerandmastery.com. It is the most complete sexual mastery training for men. Whether you want to have harder erections, last longer, or increase your sexual skills, there is something for you at powerandmastery.com. So go there. Okay, so you know we've always had our own definition of what slow sex is. But I do know, and you know, we were both aware that there is a more common definition that's kind of out there that people are referring to when they say slow sex. So because of that, rather than just you know, doing what we often do, which is just write our own ideas down, uh, I wanted to go out and find you know, like, what is the definition that other people are using and kind of start with that so we kind of know where we're starting from. So I found this article uh, from stylecaster.com. And it says, slow sex, as you might guess, a subset of the slow movement that rethinks our instinct to get laid and get off. It's an umbrella term that can include more specific sexual philosophies or practices, including tantra and orgasmic meditation. In a time when efficiency and productivity are highly valued, the concept of intentionally hitting the brakes on anything, let alone sex, which is naturally sort of frenzied, feels counterintuitive. Slow sex is about reprogramming ourselves to savor the moment with our partners. So, you know, that's actually a pretty decent definition of it. Yeah, and I think the reason we wanted to share this definition is because some people have used it with a particular practice, like they said with the orgasmic and meditation, and Nicole Daydon wrote a whole book on slow sex, um, something about orgasms for women, and some of the tantric practices will talk about that. Different teachers like Diana Richardson, uh, who's really big into tantra, has written a book on that as well. So many teachers throughout the years have brought up the concept, it's nothing new. It's been repackaged. It's been used in many ways because it has a lot of wisdom to it. And and it can have a really good 
benefits, as we will talk about later. So in how we're using slow sex, and we're going to give you our definition because we're not affiliated with any of these different schools. We're not endorsing any of those either. We are just sharing a practice that works for us. So for us, our definition is a little bit simpler. The way that we would define slow sex is it simply means slowing down. It's having no agenda and really focusing on your partner, the act of lovemaking and all the sensations and energies of the experience. And I think for women, it might be a little bit easier because a lot of women don't experience orgasms through penetration alone. And they've learned through the years to enjoy what is without having to go to a particular outcome. So I think that naturally women tend to go there a little bit more. I think it's entirely possible that women have learned how to do that because they've been so disappointed with the performance of their men that they literally just had to be like... Well, okay. I just have to accept what is. <laughs> well, and the other thing too that I want to bring is because some people talk about slow sex and then they say, oh, it's all about the man basically um, learning to please his woman and forgo anything about him, but it's all about her. And then he's supposed to be like her spiritual growth activator and stuff like this. I'm like, this is all bullshit. Like, this is really not what we're talking about. Here we are talking about teamwork, about being partners, and there's not one person who does all the work or that you use each other to reach a certain goal. I mean, sometimes in a relationship, you do help each other out and sometimes it can help you reach a particular goal, whether it's it's a certain income or a spiritual goal, but... Uh, both have to be willing to invest in that. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, I, I would liken it to something like this. Like, you know, if you've ever watched porn, there's probably a bunch of people who are like, oh, I don't really watch porn. I don't know what he's talking about. But I, then again, probably most of you have. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you, if you ever watch porn, like one where they actually try to have some sort of a, a story with it, you know, the doorbell rings, the plumber walks in, whatever it is <laughs> kind of thing. But, you know, when you watch that kind of stuff, it's usually... The clothes get ripped off. They go straight to some really aggressive oral sex. Mm -hmm. And then, boom, penetration, and it's off to the races. 100 miles an hour. Boom, 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 right? That's the opposite of slow sex. Now, we're also not trying to say that there's anything wrong with that. And we'll get to that a little bit later. But I just wanted to use that to sort of compare and contrast, right? Because when we're talking about slow sex, we're really talking about slowing everything down and taking time. So that can mean a lot of different things. It can mean rather than just ripping the clothes off immediately and going straight for it, which is fine. Sometimes you just want to do that, right? You're like, oh yeah, I just can't wait. But other times you might want to maybe undress her really slowly, one piece at a time, and enjoy every piece of skin that becomes unveiled and every curve that you see. If she's wearing beautiful lingerie, enjoy every piece of it and the way that it looks on her body. Those kinds of things is like super turn on. And then slow could simply be like, you know, yeah, uh, instead of thrusting at 100 miles an hour, very, very slowly thrusting or varying the speed from slow to medium to moments of complete stillness, you know, just changing things up like that. So rather than it being so 
fast and aggressive and hard and we're going to get somewhere and that somewhere is a big explosive orgasm. It's really just about slowing down and enjoying every moment of it. And, you know, what's interesting is, is we obviously we have a lot of conversations about sex (laughs) and not just you and I, but because of the people we work with and it's a topic that comes up with our friends all the time. This, this idea of, you know, like what is sex really comes up all the time. And And I think that if your idea of sex is that sort of first idea that I described, which is like, just go bang, 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 bang. Oh, have an orgasm done. Great. Go to sleep. Go do something else. Get on your phone, whatever it is. Then I think you're really, 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 really missing out on what sex could be. The potential it has to be literally a spiritual experience. And even if you don't want to see it as a spiritual experience, think of it as a euphoric experience. Think of it as like, you know, the best hallucinogenic you've ever taken, only you don't have to take any hallucinogenics, right? I mean, it really has that potential. And slowing down is one of the techniques that could get you to that place. Yeah, we did a whole episode on how mindfulness can transform your sex life, where we talk way more about how meditation and again, that concept of slowing down and presence and all of this. So if you want to hear more about that, uh, look for that episode in particular. Um, but I really love what you brought here into the uh, the space, because I think that for a lot of people, because of what we see in movies, you have to understand that in a movie, there's a 90 minutes to two hours window to tell a whole story that happens over many months or years. So, of course, the sex scenes are going to be very quick because, you know, we can't spend so much time on this. But what it does is that most of the time, the images that we saw around sexuality are rushed, are not really depicting something that's fully enjoyed. And it's same when it comes to the erotic movies or porn, because because what most people want is the money shot, is the one aspect of it. They find it too boring to watch something that would be long and drawn out. So when we talk about the idea that we have sex for 45 minutes, an hour, two hours, sometimes more, people go like, well, how? Well, <laughs> yeah, that is a common question. It's like, how? Well, this is how. We're not going to have pounding sex for two hours because... It's a little hard on the bodies. Th- that has happened, but that's not the norm. <laughs> but, you know, we've not only, not only have people asked how, but we've literally had people ask why. Mm-hmm. Why would you want to do that was literally a question somebody asked us one time, which was like, I was like speechless. My jaw hit the ground. I'm like, what, 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 what do you mean why? <laughs> that's like saying, why would you want to have a million dollars? Like everybody would want to have a million dollars, even if you're not even really into money and you just want to live like in a trailer somewhere out in the middle of the woods, like you, you still want money, right? <laughs> like everybody wants money for one reason or another. Like nobody would say, why would you want that? Right. Well, of course you would want it because it can make life easier. Right. It's the same thing here. I'm like, what do you mean? Why would you want it? Yeah, Does I'm... not compute. Brain can't understand. <laughs> you know, and the thing, the thing to understand, too, is about what it takes to get to a heightened state of pleasure that it's not achieved in 10, 20 minutes, that usually it takes about 45 minutes to go to these 
states that Kevin was mentioning about, like I call those the altered states, you were you were calling them euphoric, but those places where you literally feel altered, but without having to have had any substances. So it's amazing, but you need to have that time. So we're starting to give you a little bit of the whys. Why would you have some of that? And we wanted to give a couple quotes here uh, from different people, and, and I'll read it so it's going to be easier. Actually, here. these two are both the same person, and they're okay. just from different places. Yes. Um, yeah, we actually, um, uh, it's Mar Simon, which we know. Mm-hmm. Um, so she is here in California. But here's what she was saying comparing slow sex to a quickie is like comparing fast food to a seven course gourmet feast, says California based advanced certified tantra educator Mar Simon. And slowing down the sexual experience invites a more expansive awareness that engages all of the senses and erogenous zones that are often forgotten when we are in a hurry to climax. Slower sex has fewer goals in mind and often leads to a wider range of pleasures. She continues on saying that slowing down to enjoy every nuance of erotic pleasure creates a richer, longer-lasting feeling of physical fulfillment that rejuvenates, nourishes, and heals the body, making us look and feel more vibrant for hours after the fact. Yeah, I mean, that. I thought she really summed it up very well, which is why I liked those quotes, like... Yeah, there, there you go. That's it. Show over. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so by now, if you haven't tried slow sex, you should start feeling a little curious about it and maybe start to imagine how you could start to incorporate parts of that into your own lovemaking. So let's talk a little bit about the uh, benefits a little more because if you're still on the edge and... Um, And yes, I will come back to that. Uh, But let's go to our benefits. So number one is you can make love longer. Yeah. You know, like I know some people are not into it, but it's probably because they don't have good sex. Because honestly, if you have good sex, you you want more of it. I know. You know, this thing, this always, it, it sort of dumbfounds me, right? Like I get it if you're eating really good food. At a certain point, you're going to be like, okay, I don't want to eat any more of it because if you eat too much of it, you just don't feel good, right? Like there are some things that are really good that you're like, yeah, of course, there's a limit to it. But really, there's no limit to how much great sex you can have or how long it can go on. Like there is no such thing really as too much. (laughs) Well, it depends the kind of sex you have and everything. But anyway, let's move on. (laughs) Uh, You will feel more sensations. One of the things that over the years I've noticed is when people go really fast, they numb out. And especially when it comes to frosting. Some guys have trained themselves to masturbate a certain way and using quite a bit of force. And then they need that same amount of force during the lovemaking. And for most women, they can't take that amount of of force inside their vaginas. They're like, hey, hey, this is too much. Like, you know, it takes a little while to get to a place where you can take real good pounding and really fast or strenuous thrusting. Yeah, I think I think if guys need that kind of stimulation, then they're not focusing on anything other than their penis. That's true. Right? Because yeah, obviously you can you can sort of train your body 
in a certain way, right? So you're, you're doing it really forceful and hard all the time when you're masturbating. And then from a physical standpoint, you aren't really happy unless you have that same thing that you're used to. Like, I get that. And sex is not just about what it feels like on your penis or what it feels like in your vagina, right? Like, that's, that's not really all... I mean, it, it's just one small piece of the whole act of making love, right? So there should be a whole bunch of other things that turn you on, get you in the mood, that excite you about that moment. So my personal feeling is if if you need that level of stimulation physically only on your genitals in order to have an erection or feel turned on or excited about what you're doing, you are really missing the whole point. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Let's talk about benefits too with a partner. You can experience a much deeper connection with your partner when you slow things down because, hey, you might start to look at each other. (laughs) You might start to enjoy each other's bodies more. Take the time to look at it fully. Oh, what a novel concept. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And that, see, that's the thing. Like, if you are, again, just going for those sensations, like, oh, it feels good on my penis. Oh, yeah, I just want to, you know, fuck, I just want to, like, bang and just boom, 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 right? You are, you are literally missing the majority of what makes sex amazing. And it doesn't matter, you know, okay, you could be in a long-term committed relationship. You could be married. You could be whatever. Or even if it's literally a one-night stand, here is this other human being in front of you. And there's so much more to them than just their genitals. And you have an opportunity in that moment when making love with them to literally experience all of who they are. I think if you're not doing that, you're crazy. I mean, even if your thing is to just like, you know, get on dating sites and have sex with a different woman every time, just try having that experience, even if it's only for one night. And by the way, we're not singling out the men out there, but I also want to say that for women, it's similar. If the only focus that you have is on your clitoris and on reaching that place of orgasmic, explosive orgasm, that's more of an outward feeling without feeling the connections with the inside and connecting the outer of the clitoris with the clitoris legs that are inside and every erogenous zone inside the vagina, you are also missing out on better orgasms, deeper sensations, and just just different sensations too in terms of the body and the responses. So it works both ways for the women and for the men in terms of the fixation on the genitals and the one area that feels good. Yeah, actually, that's a really good point because there there are a lot of women that have figured out how to take care of themselves by focusing purely on their clitoris, even when they're making love with their partner because probably their partner's not really giving them the sex that they want. And they're Mm -hmm. like, well, the sure thing is if I just really go at it on the clitoris, I can have my explosive orgasm and be done with it kind of thing. So that's a very good point to bring up. Um, Let's talk about some of the different things that you can have in terms of benefits, like have more like multiple orgasms, especially if you are a woman, but it works for men too. And we've talked about that on the show. Um, You can also build up the energy higher, which will last for hours or days. And this is a concept. I'm sure that by now, if you've been listening to the Love Lab podcast, you've heard us talk about the genital sneeze of like, yeah, I just had an orgasm. And yes, there's a sensation. It kind of felt good and it was short lived versus this 
out of this world mind-blowing experience that nourishes more than just your genitals but your entire body and when you extend it when you slow it down and we're starting to move from just this one area and starting to encompass the whole body but also we transcend time and space where it's not just over when the act itself is over Oh, yeah. I want to transcend time and space. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, and, and let's talk about a couple more here. It also gives her a chance to warm up slowly and open up to orgasm. So this is really good for women who don't have the same connection with their bodies as others who can reach an orgasm really quickly, who maybe need more time, who need different pressure. And I think that that can allow women to really understand her body. And then that non-rushed experience makes her feel safe. And that safety element allows her to get into like, okay, now I can have, I can open up to an orgasm. Because remember, orgasms are not something like like chocolate and flour that that you give to your partner orgasm is an experience that you open up to as you for yourself by yourself and yes your partner can facilitate that but it still is an internal job yeah and we have one more on our list which is it gives your nervous system a chance to reset from the go 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 mentality and i really i love that you put this one on the list because Almost everything in our lives is rushed these days. It's absolutely amazing to me. I mean, you know, I grew up as a as a young person in the like seventies and eighties and things. And when I look back at those times, granted, I was I was a kid or a teenager, so you know, life is just slower when you're that age anyway. But when I really look back at at that period of time, I go, "Wow, have we sped up as a society (laughs) over those decades?" You know, it's, it's an unfortunate side effect of what we are calling the information age, right? Where we have all this information at our fingertips. We have all these TV channels and the internet and just all this stuff. It has really made us speed everything up. Yeah, and then we're in a constant state of stress. And that stress is the silent killer. I mean, stress is the new smoking, right? And it's you need to be able to find ways to... Let go of some of that. Yeah, and so you know, sex and lovemaking is 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 an opportunity that you have to slow everything back down. One of the worst things you can do, honestly, is approach sex like another task that needs to be done and done quickly, right? Oh, we're just going to rush to it and hurry up and get it over with, and rush to the next thing and rush to the next thing. Really, that is absolutely not how you should be having sex. So you have an opportunity here to really slow down, slow life down a little bit. One of the things that I love too is if you, if you really accomplish this and you get to those euphoric states, it's, it's exactly what you said, which is time stops. Mm. And in such a busy world where everything is like, you know, on the clock to the minute, it's really nice to have an experience where time doesn't exist anymore. Absolutely. So you should try that. We're going to talk about myths, about our experiences, and which sex is better. But before that, uh, let's uh, give another shout out to today's sponsor, 
Onnit, and you may have heard us talk about Onnit, and they've got lots of great products. And today we want to tell you about vitamin D. And do you know why you're hornier? Yes, during the summer months rather than in the winter. And it's not just because women look sexier in little dresses. It's because because of the vitamin D. You spend more time outside, and vitamin D actually causes your hormones and your libido to peak during the summer months. And that's really cool. And it impacts your sex hormones and your mood. And, you know, basically it's kind of like the sexiest vitamin alive. We use vitamin D all the time, even though maybe that's why we're horny or we're horny and we we add that with the vitamin D. I don't know which way it comes first, really. <laughs> Chicken or the egg. Exactly. But the vitamin D also works on your moods. Uh, it activates the genes that release dopamine and serotonin. So there's a direct correlation between a lack of these neurotransmitter and depression. So basically, there's like so many good reasons to use vitamin D. And I know, Kevin, if you're watching today's video, we're showing our little vitamin D bottle here because on it has a plant-based vitamin D free that provide 1,000 IU of vitamin D per serving and it's a little spray and it's small to fit in your purse in your briefcase so you can take it with you and get your sunshine wherever and whenever you need it so you can save up to 10% off by visiting onnit.com it's o-n-n-i-t.com and using our coupon code lovelab at the checkout and make sure you get this vitamin d because it works really well we are addicted yeah, and even here in sunny Southern California, we still need our sunshine in a bottle. That's an unfortunate fact of the modern lifestyle. By the way, I, I know I said this on the last show, but if you love what we do here at the Love Lab Podcast and you want to support us, the way to do that is to buy the products from the sponsors. That's how we make money so that we can have the free time to make these amazing podcasts and share all of this information with you. And yeah, we get a small commission doesn't make us rich, but it keep us going. Well, show. if you buy enough of it, it could make <laughs> us rich. <laughs> We're counting on you. <laughs> hey, the wealthier we become, the more content we can put out. So. <laughs> hey, let's talk about myths. Because if you still have something within you that's like, I don't know, do I want to try this slow sex? Am I convinced yet? You know, some of the things that people think about it, they're like, okay, slow sex means that men can't have an orgasm with slow sex. And that's a myth. Maybe Kevin, because you're the man in this, uh, in this, uh, in this show here, the man in the house. Why, well, <laughs> yes, I am. I'm the resident um, male here in this show. Why don't you explain a little bit what you mean about like, like that slow sex can still be a way for men to have orgasm. Like, it doesn't have to console each other. No, of course not. I mean, first of all, again, if you're really utilizing everything that you have available to you, there's the sensation of touch, there's the visuals, right? There's the smell, the pheromones, there's the sensations through the general... If you're really encompassing all of that in your lovemaking, you, you, most of you, if, if you could do that, you would still be fighting your ejaculation. You'd still be going, oh God, like, uh, no, not yet, right? Like... <laughs> <laughs> because there would be plenty of stimulation. You wouldn't need just that fast physical sensation. So, and then of course, the other thing is too, is just because you're having slow sex doesn't mean it has to be slow from beginning to end. Good point. This is really good point. I was going to save that for talking about like our experience, but, but the reality is, is that 
you know, it varies. Sometimes, you know, like in one lovemaking session, it can start out really slow and it can be slow for 30 minutes. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, let's pick up the pace, right? And I then, love that, yeah. And then you, then you do your pound, pound, pound because she's, <laughs> she's wide open. She's begging for it. You know, you're just like, ah, oh, I can't wait. Like this is going to be, you know. <laughs> pound, pound, pound. Okay, here's another myth. As you can see with what Kevin just described, it's highly exciting. Be- another myth that people have is that slow sex is boring. Now, if you use slow sex the way he just described, meaning elements of it at times and adding different sensations and different speed, there's it's really far from being boring. It is absolutely not. In fact, I believe that slow sex is the key to go, especially when you are in an established relationship and you've been together for a long time, especially if you have kids, you know, because it takes the pressure off. But it also like it allows you to make time for it, because the biggest thing that people like the biggest mistake they do is they forget to put energy into their relationship. And that's one of the reasons they start to fizzle and, and they get they, they, they fall out of their relationship. It's just because they don't place the attention and energy that it needs. Yeah. And I, you know, I know a lot of men are, are concerned that if they go too slow, they're going to lose their erection. Mm. And, you know, again, it really doesn't take a lot of movement. Ooh, and we're going to talk more about that in just a minute. I want to add one more myth that if you're women listening to this show and you're thinking, well, men just want a quick release and they're not interested in slow sex, you are probably wrong. Guys love slow sex too. Maybe not 15 years old or 20 years old, but as they are more seasoned, they will enjoy it a lot as well. And it's also your responsibility as a woman because... I think that we need to inspire our men to enjoy their body more, to reach different levels of sexuality because it's more innate for us. We can do that maybe easier. And it is our responsibility to bring that element into the bedroom and open our men's heart, mind to the possibility of better sex. There is nothing wrong with fast sex, but if... A guy only wants fast sex, it's probably not the right guy, probably not a very good lover. Let's just be honest with that. Finally, we get to the juicy part. If you've made it all the way to this, uh, towards the end of the show, you we are, you're about to get rewarded with very, very juicy details here. So, <laughs> oh, really? How yes. juicy are we getting? <laughs> well, let's talk about the do sex we, we just had last night. Do we need to get a pad out? <laughs> <laughs> so... I wanted to talk about our experience. So yesterday, it was uh, late in late afternoon, early evening, we started having sex and it was more of a slow sex again, where started with just a little like rubbing and snuggling. And then we're like, okay, let's, let's, let's do some penetration. And, you know, like slow sex also applies to the penetration, to the just penetrating a woman. And what Kevin likes to talk about is the whole like feeling the temperature, like kind of like getting to be used to the energy when you plug in, that you're not just going like, like super fast, like you just go in and relax and, and feel that. 
Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's a technique that we often teach when men are having trouble controlling their ejaculation is they want to penetrate and immediately start just pounding and going for it. But, you know, a woman who's really turned on, like her vagina is like an electrical socket. <laughs> And man, once you penetrate her, there's going to be massive amounts of energy flowing into and through your penis. And if you don't know how to control that, that can often just set guys off right away. And, and it, if at that moment of penetration, you get on your arousal scale up to that almost nine-ish, eight and a half, nine-ish, right from the start, it's a losing battle from there on out, right? Because the whole rest of the experience, you're going to be right on that edge Trying not to ejaculate. It's a tricky one. It's a tricky one. Right. Well, so one of the things you can do is when you penetrate, just relax. Just feel the energy moving through you. You don't have to really even do much movement. Mm-hmm. So now that I wanted to talk about different elements in the slow sex because people start thinking like, oh, slow sex is boring. Like, what do you do if you have some stillness? Well, I want to introduce you to your pelvic floor muscles. <laughs> because especially here, I'm going to address to the women and, and then Kevin will talk about the part for the guys, okay? Sure. You know, when... Your man is penetrating you and you have his penis inside you. There's a lot of things that you can do with your vagina. And there are different rings of muscles inside and you can learn to separate things. And there's literally three different rings. And you can learn to squeeze him at the base, at the head, in the middle. You can like learn to do like one side, the other. So I was playing yesterday with like squeezing pe- like, like Kevin's penis like at the base, like kind of holding him. And at the top on the head... I was doing more of a little flutter and it was fascinating because he could st- he started to feel it I was like are you feeling this you know I was getting so turned down and then I was playing with like okay try to guess which side I'm like kind of like stimulating you and I was and he could feel right side left side and this whole like idea of like doing some flutter some contraction and release contraction and release by the way this release part is really important I wasn't just contracting and like becoming tense I was releasing too that really got me really excited and that's one of the elements too that can get you to female ejaculation which is a whole other topic and we've covered it in another show but we might come back to that because it's so juicy (laughs) 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 Um, but really playing with my pelvic floor muscles feels good to me and feels good to you and and we don't need other movements that the internal movements no, and I, you know, I have to say that, ladies, if you're listening, if you really want to be a great lover, you have to learn how to use your pelvic floor muscles. You have to learn how to strengthen them and be able to use them. That, to me, like, if I have sex with a woman and I can feel she's got control over that, I go, oh, okay, this is going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it just is. It makes the entire experience better. And this idea that... You know, when you get older as a woman, that especially if you've had kids, that, you know, peeing a little bit in, in your panties when you laugh too hard is a normal thing. It's not. It just it's means not. you have weak pelvic floors and you need to start training again. Exactly. And getting those back in shape. So anyway, that's a little bit of an aside, but you're right that when having slow sex, there's a lot more movement that can be happening without the two bodies going, you know, in and out like that. And, you know, a similar thing for the guy, too. 
which is if a guy has strong pelvic floor muscles, and this is one of the ways that they can maintain a strong erection as well as uh, prevent a premature ejaculation, having those muscles be nice and strong. But you can squeeze and flex those too, and she'll feel it. She'll feel it when you do that. And you can play call and response and, and just yeah, like feel each other fun. and some things like that. So, so these are the way that we incorporate some of the slow sex element, and we will vary from slow to fast, fast to slow, different levels of slow, and sometimes there's pretty much a lot of stillness. Sometimes it's just a very slow pace. Sometimes it's fast. It's about being attuned with where you add, what the body wants, and playing with different things. And again, that that internal movement can be movement. If it do, on the outside it looks like you're not doing anything, there could be a lot happening between each other's genitalia. Yeah, and, and don't don't get us wrong. Sometimes we have crazy fast, you know, pounding, doggy style, screaming, ejaculating sex all over too. And you know, it's just a matter of of what mood you're in in that moment and where where the lovemaking wants to go and you know there there are actually quite a few times where we start off going it's going to be a slow sex day right and maybe it is even for the first 30 minutes and then all of a sudden it shifts into the really fast really you know crazy pounding thing so you never know necessarily where it's going to go just follow it. So really, which one is better? Slow sex, fast sex? There's no better way to have sex, you know. There's old rhythms are good, and there's many options when it comes to having sex and thrust speed. What's important is to vary. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, and you know, if you take anything away from this show, I hope it is that you realize that this really is a viable option and that this could really radically enhance your sex life. Because I think there's, there's just too many myths out there that, you know, going slow is going to be boring or you're going to lose your erection or whatever. Like all the things that we talked about already and busted. And, and I really hope that people, having listened to this episode, can see that that is absolutely not true and that this could really be an amazing addition to your sex life. So slowly make your way to the bedroom and try slow sex. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody, that's all the time we have for this episode, and we will see you next week. We hope you like this episode of the Love Lab podcast. If you enjoy this show, subscribe, leave us a review, and share it with your friends. And for more free, exclusive content, join us in the Passion Vault at CelineRemy.com forward slash vault. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y dot com forward slash vault. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing. <laughs>